Hey there, Wrestlore fans. It's Devo. And uh, we've got an episode here today for you called NWO Sold Out. It's one of the worst pay-per-views in WCW history. But I got to call myself out real quick because we now, guys, the WrestleLore podcast has a lost episode. That's right. Your boy Devo accidentally deleted one of our episodes that was supposed to be coming out this week, which was our history of the NWO. So... Uh, we are, we'll get back and do that one again in the future and drop that a little bit later. So just know that uh, prior to this, you were supposed to have heard a history of the NWO and everything, how it started and how we got to NWO sold out. But we wanted to keep the episodes rolling. So today you get to listen to us talk about what is legit a horrible pay-per-view with one of the worst segments in pay-per-view history, which is Miss NWO. So be sure to follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and also Twitter, all of those, WrestleLore, WrestleLore Pod, and uh, stay tuned for some big news uh, coming up uh, for perhaps sponsorships and things like that, but we're going to be on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, the Soundstooth Network, as well as Apple Podcasts now, so you can find us in all sorts of places. Talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the episode. What is up, WrestleLore fans? How are you guys doing? And if you know what that music playing is, then you know what pay-per-view we are. Coming to the stage. <laughs> what pay-per-view we are reviewing here today. One of the worst pay-per-views in WCW history. Oh, yeah. NWO sold out 1997. And as always, I am joined... He is the, uh, let's see, uh, well, for this one, <laughs> he's the Miss, Miss Becky to my Miss Jolene, oh. uh, which if you watch the pay-per-view, you'll know what I'll talk about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but it is Ethan Sandoval. How's well, hey, it go- everybody. How's it going, Ethan? Oh, you know, just living life, I guess. Hey, you're alive. That's I'm a thing. That's, that's I'm a, I'm an exist. So guys, what we have for you today is part of our series, and last week since we talked about the NWO. I figured this week would be a good week to do Sold Out 96, the only... 97. No, 97, yeah. Sold Out 97, the only NWO, completely NWO, branded Mm -hmm. pay-per-view in the history of mankind. Uh, The future ones in, I think the last Sold Out was in 99, Mm -hmm. and those will be called WCW NWO Sold Out. Uh, Uh, But this is from January 25th, 1997, from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Mm -hmm. at the Four Seasons Center. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it uh, seats 5,120. It is not only NWO sold out, but it is really sold out. There Mm -hmm. is no empty seats in the house. Yeah, so a sold out show. This is like the peak of Dubba Sadubba's pop alert. We're getting getting there. I think it'll it'll peak in a little bit. Um, Now... We're going to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan's had a bit of a rough week, and he was unable to watch the pay-per-view. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have came. Yeah, <laughs> so that's okay, because I think you can get the gist of this. Uh, Anxiety's fun, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> this pay-per-view, though, like, and I, I think maybe he's making this up so he didn't have to watch this uh, pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but well, you kept sending me ominous messages about how terrible it was. Yeah, this is uh, it's pretty pretty. Did you see the giant returned? <laughs> yes, the giant returned. Yeah, yeah, the big show is back. Uh, right, so um, 
Boy, I was trying to see if they have any clips of what I was trying to talk about, but uh, <laughs> on here they do not. I guess they've scrubbed them from the uh, get them out of here. <laughs> they scrubbed them from the anal's. Yes, they're on. Uh, they're on the network. Maybe I can pull the network up here in a second and, and mm-hmm. get them. But uh, so from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, weird place for a pay per view. Yeah, but weird. Uh, I'm going to start this out and tell you this. Here's a little background on this. So. Accord, uh, apparently, this uh, Eric Bischoff covered this on his podcast 83 weeks, which is why uh, there we go. We finally know. We finally know. And uh, because I know it because I watched a review of this today and I also that they mentioned it on. And I also saw that the WWF or WWE is like taking signs out of the audience that say 83 weeks on there. Oh, lovely. Wow. So it's still fresh in their mind. Uh, <laughs> but, um, Eric Bischoff, the visions for this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. We are a year, we're, we're less than a year into the NWO at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but his vision was to sort of test the waters mm-hmm. for potential NWO branding. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that meant that he was eventually going to like, well, are we really going to change WCW into NWO? Mm-hmm. Or just seeing what they could get away with and yeah. that fans would like. So he said in his podcast that everything they did in this episode or this pay-per-view, they did because it's not what you would expect Mm -hmm. from a wrestling Mm pay-per-view. And so I don't know if I 100% agree with that. That seems like some maybe, uh, you know, polishing a turd (laughs) in in, in retrospect. Uh, But they definitely make some bold choices in this. Mm -hmm. Um, So... The first thing about this, the I figured we should get a little background and just tell you where the NWO stands at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I because of this pay per view, um, the sort of the main event of this pay per view is going to be Hulk Hogan versus the Giant. Mm-hmm. The Giant has been kicked out of the NWO. Yeah, he's he the joined, he's uh, the fourth member, and he's also the first one, first one kicked out. Yeah, uh, unless you count the Booty Man. Uh, the Booty Man, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, he had the audacity to challenge Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. for a title shot, and yeah. that's why they kicked him out. And so this is the first pay-per-view after mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that challenge. And uh, so the members of the NWO, and they, they, they rushed to add a bunch of NWO members, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them, are, they are Hall, Nash, Hogan, DiBiase, NWO Sting, Six, Vincent, Miss Elizabeth, who doesn't really make many appearances here, uh, Eric Bischoff, Buff Bagwell, Michael Wall Street, Big Bubba, Scott Norton, and the first international member of the NWO, Masahiro Chono. Chono! So that's the NWO at this point. Uh, yes. That's what we have going here. Uh, now, the sort of through line of this is that it's it's all about putting the NWO over. Yeah. Uh, which, it's pretty interesting. They do that, but they also do not... Um, they don't. Uh, they don't let you know. The NWO doesn't win all these matches or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. uh, they. They work their way around creatively. Uh, the matches though suck. Yeah, they are not good. Yeah. they are. They are garbage matches. Um, but the and I learned this that the uh, guy who does all the uh, the following advertisement is a pay, is paid for by the New World Order. Yeah. was just a WCW backstage producer yeah. by the name of uh, Neil Pruitt. Yeah, and so. Uh, he does throughout this pay per view. If you uh, if, when you get around to watching this, if you if you don't know about it already, mm-hmm. there's when the intros happen. There's a guy that does voiceovers that make fun of the WCW guys, yeah. or he like props up the NWO guys. Yeah. 
and it's the same guy doing it. And then later as the night goes on, he starts doing in matches. He just starts going, loser, <laughs> loser. <laughs> and it's like, like that's the, so funny. It takes a it takes a little while for that to start to happen. Um, but it, the the pay per view opens uh, kind of cool. The NWO is. It's in Cedar Rapids, Iowa in January, mm-hmm. and they decide to shoot an outside bit uh, for the lead-in, which Oof. means that it's very snowy out. <laughs> but they, it's Scott Hall, uh, it's all the guys of the NWO minus Hulk Hogan yeah. riding on the back of uh, uh, garbage trucks mm-hmm. with like NWO flags flying, and like Six is like, He's got to be on something because he is so pumped up to be out there. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, baby, it's the NWO is what we're all about. <laughs> and it's just like, he's just like pegged. And that, I mean, his match, he, his match is the oh, match. Wait, of the, so he's dating China at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Uh, <laughs> now, they're all rolling she in. Uh, they're all rolling in, and it, it's just, you could tell that's absolutely freezing out there, right? But it's just, um, it's so funny <laughs> to see them do this. But it, it's also kind of cool because it's got this like rebel vibe to it that they're rolling in. And it kind of reminds you a lot of um, the DX taking over WCW vibe, <laughs> right? That's you, remember, you remember when, uh, when the fucking. Uh, Revolution started and everybody showed up on garbage trucks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's what's going to happen. Uh, uh, oh. I remember Pancho Villa <laughs> that's, riding a garbage. That's how truck. he won the Mexican Revolution. Was uh, la Revolution. Uh, so they they all roll in, and Eric Bischoff. Uh, they they it, Hogan is there, but he's in a limo. Oh. Yeah, so how, you know, how, yeah, how uh, these Hollywood. And all I thought when I watched this was, I want to party with these guys. And, <laughs> I, and, I don't. Uh, yeah, I imagine they're pretty dirty, but like, man, it still was pretty good. Um, then it starts off with this video package mm-hmm. that is shot like the NWO, like vignettes. Mm-hmm. And it's cut that this just almost distracting, like, cinema reel sound effect over it like they do in the vignettes and stuff but like mm-hmm. it just like seems a little bit louder here yeah. and Eric Bischoff is doing his best here to um pretend that he's sort of like a dictator mm-hmm. and even when the thing starts when Eric Bischoff it like so it goes it's all in black and white and then it goes to color the yeah. sold out goes to red and it's like, and we're going to do this in color. I think he was like, they explicitly said that to make people like, like oh shit, are they going to do this whole pay-per-view in like mm-hmm. NWO black and white Oof. out there? But uh, then it goes to the stage and the stage is set up. And the best way I can describe this is kind of like, well, Hitler-esque. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Charlie Chaplin and the Great Dictator or mm-hmm. Pink and Pink Floyd's The Wall mm-hmm. where you got the podium in the middle and it's set up kind of higher than everybody else mm-hmm. and he's addressing the crowd like he's this cult of personality figure. Yeah. And it's really... CM Punk? <laughs> yeah, it's really, really well done, which uh, maybe by the time this comes out, CM Punk will have re-debuted in WWE. <sighs> I hope the not. ice cream bars came back, so... Wait, did they? Yeah. They're coming back. There's a press release. So we will be reviewing those ice cream bars. We on will this 100% like, be reviewing yeah. those. I think I had them once. and I, I, I don't think I ever had them as a kid. But they're, they're not bars. They're, they're ice cream uh, cookie sandwiches, which yeah. is the same thing. It's basically the same thing, but without uh, a stick in it this time. Yeah. Oh, it sounds so good. 
Because, well, ice cream's great. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and the crowd is like the crowd's lit for this paper. <laughs> like they're they're into it at yeah. least initially. Mm-hmm. And realistically, it's kind of weird because how much trash gets thrown in this ring? Not much. Oh, okay. No, but it, and it's weird because you can't tell. And this is not, you know, a lot of people have had this criticism uh, of going on this pay-per-view. But you can't tell if the crowd is like pro-WCW or pro-NWO. Mm-hmm. Because throughout the night, there's going to be lots of pops for the WCW wrestlers. Yeah. And like arguably the loudest pop of the night is going to come when the Steiner brothers beat the Outsiders. Yeah. And I'm just like, all of you are wearing NWO stuff, but you're all cheering for the wcw guys like what's up with you weird cedar rapids people like it doesn't make are you are you a smirk but yeah eric bischoff does this uh cult leader uh sort or you know like dictator sort of intro here and it's quite effective I, i think it looks really good uh do you know who the commentary team is for this no the the kayfabe it's eric bischoff obviously yeah. And then the kayfabe financier of the NWO. Oh, 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 oh. VK Wall Street? No, his, <sighs> his old tag team partner. What? Oh, no, oh, Ted DeBias. Yes, Ted DiBiase, although now going by trillionaire Ted. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like the concept that Ted DiBiase is a trillionaire, yeah. and the way he spends his time is funding a, a hostile takeover of the WCW. I, uh, Vince. <laughs> yeah, but Vince is just a billionaire. Well, you, uh, you know. know. Uh, but they are not a good commentary team. No. Like, and because they they just don't have any chemistry with, I, I was like listening to it, I was going, okay, Ted DiBiase is pretty good. Bischoff is good, but to get, they have like no chemistry together. Yeah. Like there's no banter back and forth between them during the matches, really. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of flat. And in the in-between segments, what stands out about this, there's, there's, there are two things that make this pay-per-view considered one, one of the worst in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's not, the matches aren't great, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's lots of pay-per-views like that. There are elements of the show that it seems like they just forgot to plan or mm-hmm. just there was just like no planning to it. And then the fact that it's just it just falls short. It just things just fall flat. And the other thing is the other big thing is just the Miss NWO segment, mm-hmm. which we'll get into here in a minute. Because the Miss NWO is what makes this pay per view notorious. Mm-hmm. If you took the Miss NWO stuff out, which takes up probably 30 minutes Oof. or so throughout the night of the pay per view, then I think people just go, yeah, it was a meh pay per view. The Miss NWO stuff is really, really bad. And we'll get to that. I'll play a little clip from it here uh, mm-hmm. in a little bit. Um, but yeah, the uh, billionaire t- or trillionaire Ted and uh, Eric Bischoff are on a commentary, and this is the first match is getting ready to happen, and this is when I remembered one of the reasons why I actually like part of this pay per view, uh-huh. and it's because the hardest working motherfucker that night yeah. is Nick Patrick. Oh yeah, the crooked referee. Yeah, he is going to ref every match yeah. that night, and I don't. Like that's a lot of work. That is because you're he's still calling the mat. He's still helping call the matches, mm-hmm. even though he's do, and he's got to then do more than a referee would normally do because he has to remember how to take his spots, yeah. how to like because 
he's got to break the idea that when a guy goes down for a pin, I go down and just count. Mm-hmm. He's got to remember that I'm here to also like cheat <laughs> for yeah. these guys. And so, and his facial expressions throughout the night of him just looking evil yeah. are so good. Like and it's like a smarmy evil. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, God bless you, Nick Patrick. You are like, you are the highlight of this like pay-per-view, mm-hmm. like hands down. You are the MVP. Someone give that guy a little bit of the bubble because he deserves it after that performance. Uh, but our first match that we get is, uh, and this is when we uh, get the voiceover guy. It's mm-hmm. Chris. I should have, I, I should have stayed with hockey Jericho. <laughs> So he says, and next wrestler here is Chris. I should have stayed with hockey, Jericho. Mm-hmm. The WCW wrestlers get no theme music, yeah. no pyro. Oof. They just get a little, they get like this guy talking over them. Oh. They just walk down and walk out. And the whole point is they later on commentary make a joke and say, Oh, I guess we forgot their music or whatever. And the whole point is to like, you know, bury them on their way in or whatever. Ugh, but it just ruins the pageantry. Well, you think that's uh that's going to uh ruin things. Mm-hmm. Um then we get the entrance of the baddest man from Japan, Masahiro Chono. Mm-hmm. And then that, my friends, is when uh we get the first glimpse of this gym, which I played on. Oh, yeah. Let's see if it gets to it. Now, Ethan, you might think that is Masahiro Chono's theme song for tonight. Mm-hmm. You'd be wrong. Oh, okay. That is every single mid-carders theme song for the night. Yeah. The only time you hear other entrance music is for the Outsiders and Hulk Hogan, who both use the classic NWO theme. Jesus. Every single time. Mm -hmm. And their version on the pay-per-view has this weird, like, (laughs) ha, 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 laugh in the middle of it, where I'm like, wait, did they, like, was Jimmy Hart back there mixing some tunes and he's like, oh, I'm going to layer over the top some Dungeon of the Doom shit on this mofo. Like, and the funny part is, yeah. Chris, so Chris Jericho, or not Chris Jericho, Eric Bischoff is like out there and he's playing all this off. He's like, we've got motorcycles. We got, cause there's Harleys everywhere. Yeah. Like lining, like something, the NWO must just love like mm. Harleys. Yeah. And, and I was trying to think about that. And there was like more of this, there was less of this like lawyer biker feel to Harley's back in the day. Yeah. Now it's just like who, who owns a Harley is like a 55 year old investment banker guy. Right. Yeah. And, uh, that was, it was different. And so I kind of get that, but he's like, we got rock and roll. We got a band here and there is a band mm-hmm. and this band for like the first two wrestlers pretends that they're playing that entrance music. Mm-hmm. Then on the third entrance of the night, they're just sitting around and the music is still playing exactly the same. Mm -hmm. They will play a song at one point, but I'm just like, why is there a fake band here? (laughs) Like so much, uh, so many of the decisions into just everything surrounding this event are just mind bogglingly dumb. Yeah. Just mind bogglingly dumb. Um, But 
it, it is, uh, you know, so it's off to a start. We get Chris Jericho and the baddest man from Japan, Masahiro Chono. Uh, this is going to be an 11 minute two star match. Yeah. And if I told you that Masahiro Chono is fighting Chris Jericho, yeah. you should be like, ah, it should be a pretty good, pretty good match. Yeah. And I think the thing here is that you had uh, a run in of some style differences mm-hmm. where Chono is clearly doing more of a strong style and Jericho is still finding his way into what his style is going to be. Yeah. And it just does not come off very well. Mm-hmm. Um, now at one point on commentary, they reference that they stole Masahiro Chono from new Japan pro wrestling. <laughs> and, uh, then, isn't that, isn't that slavery? <laughs> uh, well, and then Eric Bischoff is like, He's like, yeah, it took them by surprise too. And then he goes, uh, he then slaps on a very bad oh, Japanese accent. Shit. And he says something like, ah, more to come and more to go. And I'm like, oh no, Eric Bischoff. No. <laughs> I feel bad just making fun of you saying it right there. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, oh no. And then I go, oh yeah, it's 1997. Yeah. <laughs> um, during the middle of this match, the representatives of WCW show up, which is a weird way of saying, here come a bunch of wrestlers from WCW. Mm-hmm. Like, it was Harlem Heat with Sister Sherry, mm-hmm. the Arn Anderson, Steve Mongo McMichaels, and then a guy who's going to come back later and be of a lot of importance. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is his name? Pee Wee Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, his, what, what's the name they call him by? Uh, Lance. <laughs> no, not Lance. Randy Anderson. Rain. Randy Anderson. Is they call him Pee Wee Anderson is what people he goes by in, in like outside of like in the Indies and stuff. I okay. guess. Gotcha, Randy gotcha. Anderson. He's the referee that looks like he was straight out of a NASCAR driver seat. Like oh, he's got yeah, the yeah, he's yeah. got the mustache and the the mullet. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. The curly mullet. Yeah. Special. That's a special mullet. <laughs> the curly mullet. The cullet? The <laughs> Yeah, sure. I don't know. Uh, now, let me see if that's going to go. All right. So, uh, representatives show up. Uh, the match is not very good. Yeah. Masahiro Chono wins with a mafia kick to the face. It was a pretty good looking kick. Oh, it's a Yakuza kick. Yeah, which they call mafia kick yeah. here because dumb Americans don't know what the Yakuza is. So, yeah. um, and what I love is that after the match, like Nick Patrick raises Masahiro Chono's hand and he's like the happiest ref in the world. He's like, yeah, this guy won. Yeah, it's who I wanted to win. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, you're so good, Nick Patrick. <laughs> like, like I-, I want a stable that's heel Nick Patrick and Joel Gertner. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, then, oh my God. Last night he scored a hat trick, Nick Patrick. (laughs) Now we get to it. The thing that absolutely ruins this show, Mm -hmm. Miss NWO. And let's, uh, oh, something went wrong. Great. Let's uh, see if we can get this to play here. So Miss NWO, Um, if it's going to go. We'll, we'll get the wick. Okay, so I'm looking at the Wikipedia to try to. Here we go. Well, let me ask you: Do you like biker chicks? Because we got them. Oh boy, do we got them! Let's get right to it. We're going to be asking each one of these lovely, lovely ladies 
That guy looks like a clean-shaven Ryan Green. Let me ask you, what does the term NWO going all the way mean to you? Oh my, is that it? So far. Well, she's a quiet woman, but hey, that might be what it had, you know, what it takes here. Now you think that's bad. Let's go over to number two here. Tell me, Kevin Nash is known as a big man in the wrestling industry today. What would you do to tame this big, big man? Anything it takes. Could you go into a little detail? You minx. Oh, you hurt me. Folks, we will be back here all night finding out who will be. So, Ethan, that is your first uh, look at the Miss NWO segment. There will be one of these that runs after, I believe, the first uh, six matches, maybe. Uh, you know, we've had a good run on this podcast. Seven matches. You know, we've, we've, we've gotten a few episodes out, right? Let's point continuing. <laughs> Wrestling's terrible. Okay. So Eric Bischoff said in his podcast, mm-hmm. and they run this package before they do this and say, look at all these ladies that entered the Miss NWO. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at the ladies, and it's ladies like you just see. If you, if you guys look this and watch this pay-per-view, we're not body shaming or look shaming here, but these are not traditional beauties. Well, that you can tell they're not like hired, I guess. Oh no, they are not hired. Yeah, exactly. they are literally just local biker ladies. Yeah, exactly. Because if they were hired, they'd be like models, and they'd be yeah. like, you know. And he said on his podcast that that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to go against the norm of what you would expect for a contest like that, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Those answers you heard, yeah. that's how the entire night of this goes. Jesus, Jesus. And half the time, they can't even hear them. Mm-hmm. They can't hear the guy's questions. Mm-hmm. And so you get this like awkward, and I feel this guy that's answer, asking the questions, his name's Jeff Katz. I tried to look him up. I mm-hmm. think if it's the same guy, because he had a wrestling credit, says he's like a radio personality, and then went on and did some stuff in the early 2000s in wrestling. Yeah, And... He is trying to do his best, like, morning DJ, trying to get these ladies to say something scandalous. Yeah. And you could just, I just feel so bad for him. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. (laughs) Well, and you, and this is where I'm like, okay, fine. You, you want to do something weird. You want to have these non-traditionally... You want to get extreme. Yeah. You want to have these non-traditionally, non, non-beauty non women, right? Whatever. And uh, Real women. You real women. Real... Not to say that models aren't real. God damn it, it's a minefield. <laughs> uh, but you should at least have prepped them yeah. that they are going to have to answer sexy questions. Yeah. I think it's it's not until like the fifth segment of it that one of them says something remotely sexy or whatever. <laughs> and, I, and and so it just goes this way. And it's so cringeworthy. And Eric Bischoff, after each segment, is just like, he's playing like if like Mandy Rose took her top off in front of like Jerry the King Lawler. Oh. He's just like so horned up for these women. And I'm just like, oh, okay. All okay. right, Eric. So I... I um... <clears throat> yeah, I looked up this on um, Wikipedia because okay. I wanted to um, 
you know, kind of be a little yeah. in the loop. Yeah. There is no mention of Miss NWO. Yeah, I know. On I, the entire Wikipedia. I was very confused by that because I, I watched I looked at that Wikipedia and I was like, hey, why didn't they talk about Miss NWO? Because this was like literally one of the Main This parts. is the reason reason why this is like so bad. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh but again, Bischoff said that they were trying to do something different. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have explained to people that, hey, we're going to ask you sexy questions. Can you please like, like, what was it like, uh, you know, what would you, you know, what would you do for the NWO? And she goes, whatever it takes. And then like literally the next segment, they ask a question and the lady goes, whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, this is really bad. This brings us to match number two. Yeah. The laughing man himself, Hugh Morris with Jimmy Hart yeah. uh, versus Big Bubba. In a 0.5 star, nine minute and three seconds, mm. Mexican death match. Yeah. Now, I just mentioned to you uh, Hugh Morris and Big Bubba Rogers. Mm. Uh, either of those people Mexican? No. No, that's because originally this match was supposed to have Conan in it. Oh. Who I don't. Is Conan even Mexican? Uh, or is he Puerto Rican? Yeah, I think he's like Puerto Rican. Yeah. Or, but uh, originally this was supposed to be a... Uh, and Conan didn't get injured. He double booked himself. Oh. He booked him. Uh, he booked himself in Mexico. And maybe he saw what a stinker this was going to be. And was just like, I will hard pass on this. Uh, but Hugh Morris was a last minute replacement for Conan. Uh, we still got the Dungeon of Doom stuff going Conan on. Conan is Cuban. Cuban, okay. We still got the Dungeon of Doom stuff going on. Yeah, and Conan has a has a penchant for uh, double booking himself and yeah. no showing shit. Well, he did here. Uh, didn't kick him out of the company though. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we get a pretty bad match, and I, I was also kind of like amazed that the Dungeon of Doom stuff was still going on. <laughs> um, but uh, we get a pretty bad match here. Just two big guys. There is a pretty uh, gnarly. There's a there's a botch where uh, it's uh, supposed to be a Hugh Morris is going to uh, he switcheroos on the on Big Bubba Rogers and handcuffs him to the ropes. Yeah. But the chain on the handcuffs breaks before it's supposed to, and so Big Bubba is having to sit there and pretend like he's like still attached to the rope or whatever, mm-hmm. even though the handcuffs are broken, and then he gets flipped out of the ring. Um, which I think it was supposed to be like when he gets flipped out of the ring, it's supposed to look, that's what breaks it and make it look like it's painful, but it didn't happen. Um, but then eventually big Bubba gets a chain and wraps it around his hand and hits Hugh Morris in the head. And it looks pretty brutal. Uh, and then later he takes the chain, which I'm sure are not heavy chains. They're light or whatever, Mm -hmm. but he just like whips him with it. Yeah. Well, I, what was it? Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin had a great story about, uh, big Bubba Rogers or big boss man. I, like giving him receipts or, or giving him giving him potatoes, yeah. you know, like hitting him real hard, and then uh, he was like, "All right, time for a receipt." And then he like, uh, boss man goes to whip him to the ropes, and he goes, "All right, clothesline." And then boss man feeds up for the clothesline, sticks his head straight up, and then Stone Cold comes in and forearms him directly in the head at full speed, <laughs> and Big Bob Rogers just fell down and went. Okay. <laughs> well, it's that's why you don't mess with the rattlesnake, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this match, uh, there is a the spot that ends this. Mm-hmm. They go up the ramp. Hugh Morris walks up the stairs, uh, but he knocks Big Bubba Rogers down. Mm-hmm. There's this very weird moment in the match before that that where 
Um, Hugh Morris has a foreign object in his hand, and but Big Bubba's down on his knees, and he hits him, and he like flings back very angularly, and then he kicks him, and he comes forward, and he goes back, and, it, and it's just like this moment of like no one would react that way to getting kicked or punched ever. Yeah. But they go up the ramp, and uh, this is Hugh Morris tries to do a moon salt off of like goes up the the stairs a little bit. He does a moon salt. Uh, like three or four rows off the stairs mm. and misses. And then, you know how this match ends, Ethan? I don't know. Big Bubba okay. goes down. Yes. Hugh On Mor- Hugh Morris. <laughs> yes. Hugh, Mor- <laughs> Hugh Morris is just laying there. Uh-huh. And uh, he starts to get up. Big Bubba has gone to the bottom of the ramp. Yeah. He has gotten on a Harley. And then he pulls Hulk Hogan's move from No Holds Barred, <laughs> and he runs over Hugh Morris. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep, this is a uh, a Mexican death match, which is basically just a last man standing match. Yeah. He goes back to the ring. Nick Patrick does a somewhat accelerated 10 count, okay. more like a one, two, three, instead of, you know, like the slower count. The one. And uh, and that was the thing. Nick Patrick through this match, there was times where Big Bubba got knocked down, and he would like, he'd be like, one, two, <laughs> and then he'd like start fanning Big Bubba's face to try to get him to wake up. <laughs> it was such good work by Nick Patrick in this match. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how it ends. Big Bubba Rogers runs over. <laughs> him with the motor which i was like all right i get it you got those harleys there it's fine but then i it, i literally just as i saying that it re- i remembered that hulk hogan in Does no hold barred so i'm get i guarantee hulk was like listen here brother mm-hmm. here's how you finish this match <laughs> now i don't know if you remember my oscar caliber movie from 1980 whatever but you're gonna get on that hog down there and they saying the word hog. Well, you know what? It fits because Bill DeMott is also kind of a rapist. Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. And they say the word hog way too much throughout this oh, paper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is where I was like, is this band playing uh, for real or not? And then I was like, well, they do play their own song eventually. But like for the most part, they're just a show band that's there. We get the Miss NWO segment number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very bad. Uh, they did not prep these women at all. <laughs> Same thing that you heard in the first one uh, is there. Then we get a a little a little brief ad within the commentary mm-hmm. for the NWO website, which I tried to go to. It does no longer exist. But when they go to it, you know, it might be worth just watching this pay per view to see, just to be reminded of what websites look like in oh, 1997. God, I will see pictures of old Google and I'm like, oh God, I forgot the horror. Yeah. When it had like that silvery gray background that every fucking website ever had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. All right, okay. I'm going to. Oh. Pfft. I went to it on my computer here and not the one at work to see if it would work, but, uh, oh, well, did not. Um, uh, now we will see, uh, we, we will see that they'll do the NWO website. They'll pimp that out a little bit. And, uh, it, I wonder if that space jam website is still up. Wasn't that one that was up forever? The old space jam website. You could go to the, like the original one that it was just up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, match number three, yeah. double J. Jeff Jarrett 
and they make some jokes about him being a hick from Nashville. Mm-hmm. Comes in, he's facing Michael Wall Street, formerly VK Wall Street, formerly yeah. IRS. Uh, this so is a Vincent Kennedy. Wall yeah, Street. Yeah. yeah. But then just Michael Wall Street eventually. Michael Wall Street. Yeah. Uh, I, this is a nine minute twenty two second dud, <laughs> which sounds like my sex life. <laughs> there are only guys. I'm really tired. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. There there are only a couple uh, of uh, there are only a couple of spot like there's some weird things that go on in this match. Uh, there's a couple nice moments. Now, this match isn't necessarily bad. Mike mm-hmm. Rotunda and Jeff Jarrett are doing a perfectly serviceable match. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I think that Meltzer gave this a dud is because Jeff Jarrett is supposed to be the WCW face here. Mm-hmm. And he is just a heel. <laughs> He's oh, just wrestling yeah. like a heel. He's wearing that god-awful like string top that he wore Jesus. in WCW, which uh, when I watched the Wrestling with Regret review, he was like, no face could ever wear that because you would ju- that you that that costume is meant or that outfit is meant to get you booed right and he wrestles as a heel and the sort of through line through this is that Deborah McMichael is out in the audience mm-hmm. and I guess is Jeff Jarrett in the Horseman at this point I, have no I think idea. they mentioned that he's maybe in the Horseman or something and uh, Deborah is trying to get Mongo to go in and save him so I think what they're building to is that like. Mm-hmm. There must have been an angle brewing elsewhere that there was going to be a fight over Deborah between Jeff Jarrett and Mongo McMichael or something like that. Um, they're laying the seeds for that in this match, mm-hmm. but it's a weird place to lay the seeds for that in the yeah. in this particular pay per view because Jeff Jarrett can go in the ring when he wants to, and so can Mike Rotunda. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Jeff Jarrett has well, he's it's mostly because he's a Memphis wrestler, but. Some of the best working punches in the yeah. business, and 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 Mike Rotunda, VK Wall Street, is a good wrestler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but VK Wall Street but is it a just fantastic wrestler. Just the psychology of match doesn't go anywhere, and it's really bad. But there is an absolute fantastic moment. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but like, uh, it's <laughs> Wall Street is laying on the second rope. You mm-hmm. know, his hands over, and. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's getting ready to run off the ropes and like, you know, jump on him or whatever, like mm-hmm. do the Bronco Buster, whatever you call that. Oh, yeah, yeah, do the like uh the uh, the Stone Cold. He yeah. used to do it all the time. Yeah. And as Jeff Jarrett is running to get him, <laughs> Nick Patrick shoves Wall Street out of the way. Yeah. And Eric Bischoff on commentary, he goes, What a veteran move by Wall Street there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and then later, it's just way more blatant because Jarrett puts Wall Street in a figure four, and uh, Nick Patrick just <laughs> more blatant. Nick, well, this was just like okay, it's quick. This next one is like he's in a figure four, and Jeff Jarrett has got the move on, and Nick Patrick just grabs Wall Street's arms and drags him over to the bottom rope, and, and then breaks it up, mm-hmm. and and then the announcers are like. And Rotunda, her, and then Wall Street, he used all that bo- upper body strength to get over there to the ropes. God damn it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, that I would have loved to have been doing that commentary. Oh, yeah. It, Just be like, oh, we got to cover. Guys, like, so again, I, this Nick Patrick is so good. This, at is, this. A, this, is, a, uh, this is a pay-per-view for the boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, now, 
We do get a shot of Randy Anderson, the guy I mentioned earlier, the referee in the audience here. They're planting seeds that he's in the audience, letting you know he's here. You know, it's a Chekhov's gun situation that we got going on. Um, and then Bischoff says, says, Randy Anderson is here. He's watching to find out how to become a better referee. Nice. Now, you know what all this is? Uh, we'll get to it. Remind me to talk about the Randy Anderson story here in a little bit. Um, but this ends with um, Deborah, like... They're exchanging some blows. Deborah gets Mongo McMichaels to come out, who has a briefcase for some reason. I don't know if there's some storyline why he's got a briefcase, but he uh, ends up hitting. Um, he hits Wall Street in the back while Nick Patrick isn't watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, he falls down. He, uh, Jeff Jarrett goes for the pin. Nick Patrick doesn't want to count it, but Mongo jumps up on the apron and threatens that he'll hit Nick Patrick if he doesn't. Yeah. And then Nick Patrick playing totally good character instead of just doing a normal count after that does a fast count yeah. so he's like i'm a coward right yeah. i'm a, I'm a chicken shit here chicken shit, yeah. like you Perfect. like you're gonna hurt me so i'm I, not gonna do it i'll hit you yeah yeah and it's it's so good um and then we go to miss nwo segment three no the question here that i wrote down was that a lady goes uh he goes what part of your body would help you win this contest Clearly, if these ladies have been brief, she would say, oh, my ass or what, my tits or something like that. She goes, my feet. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, I don't I don't think Is Snitsky in the I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Quentin Tarantino yeah, is yeah. judging this one or whatever or, or Rex Ryan or mm-hmm. anybody. You're famous feet lovers. Uh, and then the next lady just can't hear the question. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So good. Uh, now, match number four. This is a 1.25 star, 13 minute and 51 second fucking match, mm-hmm. which I think 1.25 is maybe a little low for this. I think Meltzer just didn't like what was going on here, but it's Scotty Riggs versus Buff Bagwell. Mm-hmm. The American males explode mm-hmm. here. Uh, and uh, it's just kind of a decent match, I think. Like back and forth, I would say this if you're gonna, I'd say it's like probably like a two star match or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Buff Bagwell does debut his finisher here, the Blockbuster, which oh. is like a second row. It's, it's a weird second turnbuckle finisher. You don't, yeah, you don't, it's the most dangerous rope. Yeah, you don't see many of those. No, the Blockbuster. I actually like the. Blockbuster. Yeah, look, like when I first saw, it's it, like a neckbreaker. Yeah, it's like a neckbreaker. When I first saw it, I thought the like Scotty Riggs just landed on. Uh, on Buff Bagwell, but then when I watched the replay of it, I saw how he hit, and I was like, oh, okay, that does look legitimate. Like, yeah. not a bad one. Um, they are going to uh, just go back and forth. It's a pretty clean match. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I noticed, uh, you know, Buff Bagwell in this pay-per-view has a pretty big role, mm-hmm. and he's... Does he win Miss NWO? No, but he's a little bit better. Uh, oh, well, they do allude to him being uh, a Chippendale before he was a wrestler, yeah. but they make it sound like he was a male prostitute, which I guess things, everything comes full circle yeah. since that's what he is now. Um, but then we get Eric Bischoff pointing out that these in Miss NWO ladies mm-hmm. every once in a while, they go up and they're dancing behind these silhouette screens. <laughs> <laughs> they show them. And apparently the, through the whole night, they're up there dancing, but you can barely ever see them. And it is so stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, this is where it's like, yeah, people would care about this if they were like sexy ladies, I guess. But this is just like your aunt, aunt Sally is up yeah. there or something. Um, but yeah, Miss NWO segment number four. Uh, <laughs> it, 
they all have trouble hearing things. Yay. Yeah. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's not great. Uh, but <laughs> let's, uh, let's see. We got this one here. If this is the right one. Okay. Let's see if I can get this going here. There's going to be a problem on the network. Well, we are about to enter the senior division of the search for Miss NWO. How you doing, darling? Division. Well, let me ask you this. Describe for me the part of your anatomy that would best oh, help this you is the feet, lady. Miss NWO. Probably my feet. Okay, well, feet. a creative answer, not the one I was hoping for. Let's move on, shall we? Her feet. Oh, look at you. You're I like a fine line. You get better with age. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, I had a good line there, won't use it. Folks, as you know, Buff Bagwell <laughs> is known to have one of the better bodies in the wrestling industry. Tell me, darling, what material would you use to buff his biceps? What? How would I explain this? Well, the miracle ear not turned up, but that's okay. I'm sorry, darling. I think that might disqualify her. Let's forget about it. Rock on, guys! <laughs> Do, do you not feel bad for this guy? <laughs> I feel so bad for this guy because he's actually kind of good at it. Yeah, no, he is trying his best to like... He's giving it his all. He's trying so hard. He's trying so hard. And he's also like making some fairly decent quips yeah, when they yeah, don't yeah. answer things. And it's like... like he's He is doing... Like, I don't think I could do any better in yeah. said situation. No, you know? like... He, he is... God bless him. Uh, and let, let's just, I'm just going to, this is the one, this next one's the one I wanted to play. I, I've, I'm just so fascinated by this whole Miss NWO. The only, like, uh, what I would consider cutie here, mm. like, of the bunch. All but. right, oh, oh, my, I feel like I just watched into a Cheech and Chong movie with all this smoke here. Folks, we are almost through with the search for Miss Now, the NWO. band is actually playing here. If contestant number seven has what it takes. And here you go. Now, you might not know this, but Vince, the head of the security for the NWO, he's been known to dress up in, you know, a cheap hairpiece, a powder blue suit, that sort of thing. I want to know, would you be willing to dress up with Vince? And if so, what would you wear? I can't hear you. What would you wear with Vince? Would you dress up? Sexy lingerie, something like that? Okay, she's open to it, folks. Let's move on. How you doing? It's contestant number eight. And there's the only like oh, one that's kind of cute. Now you know that Scott Norton did not get the nickname Flash for any reason. Now I thought you meant the first one, and I was like, she looks like Scott Bubbles from the Trailer Park well, Boys. The first one, uh, watch, get listen to getting greasy here on the Soundsuits Network. Hey, plug. Yeah. No, the first one. Uh, so later, I'm not. We're not going to play these later. The that first one, she ends up winning. Oh, gross. <laughs> and uh, and she ends up winning. And not only does she end up winning, uh, she's given a sash that says NWO, yeah. Miss NWO. She's got a metal black crown that says NWO. And her throne is a throne. Both Bagwell's dick. No, it's a throne. Uh-huh. What do we use the word throne for? It's a toilet. It's a toilet. It's a big black toilet. God damn it. <laughs> and not only does she win all that, but Eric Bischoff like sucks her fucking face off. Oh. He goes in for like the biggest of kisses. 
Good like Lord. twice. Like we're talking like Richard Dawson on uh, Family Feud. Well, shit. he did uh, uh, do that to Linda McMahon. Yeah. So. Now the thing before that, though, like in the later segment where they're introducing all the ladies mm-hmm. and we finally learn their names or whatever, they all list their occupation. The lady that won. You want to guess what that lady's occupation was? Uh, a fucking cast member at a haunted house? No. She is a bus driver. Of course. <laughs> and they all have quotes on their things, and it says, shut up, you brats. <laughs> That's her quote. God damn it. And they also have their measurements on all of them and stuff. And oh, uh, no. And, uh, yeah, so these are the this is the best part, is it like just... Like that's when it just sort of turns into the absurd. Uh, yeah. So Miss NWO, like, like go on the network and just cringe at the Miss NWO segments uh, all you want. Um, now my co-host is uh, taking a bit of sabbatical here in this, and uh, this is, I want to take this time to tell you guys that uh, you should definitely watch this pay per view because uh, it is the greatest thing ever known to man. Because uh, well, and by that I mean. It's the greatest torture device ever known to man. And if you want to test out your relationship with your significant other, then sit down and tell them that this is your absolute favorite pay-per-view of all time. And if they smile and nod and tell you that it is, well, then, my God, you've got a keeper right there. Otherwise, uh, you know, it might end some relationships if you do that. Um, Now... My co-host is coming back now, so we'll continue on here. Hi, y'all. I'm back. <laughs> Our next match. the At the time, mm-hmm. I, if I said who's the hottest baby face in WCW in early 1997, who would you go with? Uh, DDP. It's DDP. Yeah. Versus Scott Norton. <laughs> Scott Norton. Yay. And as Scott Norton walks out, there are signs. There's like these like. It just looks like marquee kind of sign. It's just like light bulbs that mm-hmm. spell out words, and it just says "cool." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, no one thinks that Scott Norton is cool." Yeah. Uh, this match uh, is a nine minute and thirty nine second point uh, five star match. DDP is doing a lot of work in this match. It's not necessarily a bad match. It's just got a really dumb ending. Yeah. Because the ending is that Buff Bagwell and all the other NWO scrubs basically mm-hmm. uh, they come down to the ring, mm-hmm. and they offer DDP to join the NWO, yeah. which they had done just a couple weeks previously mm-hmm. on Nitro, and he put the shirt on, but then he diamond cut Scott Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they basically do the exact same segment here, mm-hmm. except instead of diamond cutting Scott Hall and maybe setting up a feud with one of the top guys, he just diamond cuts Scott Norton. Yeah. <laughs> And then he climbs through the audience. And it, it's a huge pop. He does the Hogan rip of the shirt in the audience. Yeah. And um, he does a bang. And he, he <laughs> takes his hand and slaps his ass while facing the NWO, like, kiss my ass. Yeah. And yeah, that part works. But it's just like, eh, this is your end of your match. Mm. Great. Who cares? Uh, so after that, we go to Miss NWO segment number five. We don't need to talk about that. We are done talking about Miss NWO. Um, I mean, I'm going to dream about her. <laughs> She is. She's definitely in that old spank bank, but you know. God damn. That one was actually really cute. <laughs> that one was cute. There's cute. a couple other ones that are okay, but like the one was like the only. One. Of course, the one we're saying is cute is the one that's like probably 20 years younger than all the other ones. But, True. Uh, so what does that say about us? Uh, but the next match we get, match number six. Uh, 
the dog-faced Michigan mutts is what the announcer says, the Steiner brothers, uh, versus the Outsiders. This is a 14-minute, 43, 2.25 star match. Uh, And what stood out to me here is that Scott Steiner is at the point here in 1997 Mm -hmm. where he's not dressing to expose his muscles as much. Mm -hmm. He's still wearing a singlet and stuff like that. But he is definitely in Big Papa Pump territory at this point. And he looks so weird as Big Papa Pump having the the curly black hair. The curly black hair. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. if you... Because he just kind of looks more like a meathead gym guy as yeah, opposed yeah. to, like, a charismatic figure or whatever. This is an all right match. <laughs> this is an all right match. I'd say it's probably one of my... Like, as far as Steiner Brother go- matches go, I kind of like it. Uh, I... I- Love See, I don't. I think they are horribly boring. <laughs> I like them. Um, they do their little pose in the ring where the dog faced gremlin gets down on the ground and then Steiner stays, stands on top of him. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the way this match is going to end, though, mm-hmm. and it's going to set up a storyline, uh, Nick Patrick takes a pretty shitty bump. And by this point, this is Nick Patrick's sixth match that he's refereeing of the night. Well, he's got to be He is gassed. Tired. And, and like the bump happens after Nash inadvertently hits him after. A move from the top ropes and stuff and he bumps to the outside and it, it just doesn't work as well you can kind of tell he has to throw himself out and stuff mm-hmm. like that um but this then uh a distraction is used mm-hmm. uh the dog face gremlin bulldog scott hall at the top rope mm-hmm. uh, uh scott steiner pulls him on top of scott hall mm-hmm. and there's no one to count the pin so you think Enter Randy Anderson yeah. from the audience. He runs in, he counts the three, and awards the WCW tag team titles to the Steiner brothers. Yes. Now, Eric Bischoff and Trillionaire Ted at this point go ballistic, saying he's not a sanctioned ref and that he's going to go to the championship committee and, and rip this away mm-hmm. from them, which he's going to do. Yeah. Uh, the next night, he calls in Pee Wee Anderson to the ring, Randy Anderson. Mm-hmm. He fires him. He gives takes the belts from the Steiners, gives them back to the Outsiders, yeah. and this sets up. And this is the Randy Anderson story because you should look it up if you on YouTube because you can find it. Mm-hmm. He fires Randy Anderson. Yeah. Later down in the storyline, Randy Anderson shows up to Nitro with his wife and kids to beg for his job back, mm-hmm. and Randy and Eric Bischoff, in like the most heel moment leans down mm-hmm. from the announce booth on high mm-hmm. to Randy Anderson's son and mm-hmm. goes, could you please tell your daddy he's still fired? Mm-hmm. And it is so good. Mm-hmm. It's just like the ultimate heel moment for Eric. Well, it's Bischoff. like, uh, what is it when, when they kind of redo that with Heath Slater and Brock Lesnar, where like Heath yeah. Slater has to fight Brock and he's like, come on, man, I got kids. And Brock just goes, I don't give a shit about your yeah. kids. Yeah. And so it's, it's a really good moment that will happen from this. But yeah, this victory, the crowd pops like a motherfucker mm-hmm. for this, mm-hmm. but it, you know, it's just going to be taken away yeah, the next yeah. night, but I kind of get it. It's a nice way to there. What's kind of weird of this is like they're furthering this angle that Bischoff has power yeah. by being able to strip the title belts and stuff like that back. But they're also establishing this Randy Anderson storyline. And it's like, oh, my God, when was the last time you saw WWE pull off anything yeah. where they're establishing multiple storylines with one with moment. one like moment? They just don't do that. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yes, 
the next match, though, is the absolute best match of the night. It's a ladder match. I I saw the participants. I was like, oh, if this match is bad, yeah. this night was just cursed. No, this match is only, I think, mired. The ending isn't so great on it, but this is a 13-minute uh, and 48-second four-star okay, match, good. which I, I thought, like, maybe, again, I think Meltzer's ratings on this are just a little bit miffed at the whole pay-per-view because i could say this is like maybe a four and a half four and like a half. it's not a five star but it's it's pretty it's really good and maybe it's just i'm thinking about it compared to every other garbage on, this, on the card True. um but when they introduce eddie guerrero god damn it what are they gonna say about my boy he's introduced as the mexican jumping bean eddie guerrero <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> and i'm like oh boy and then six is uh, introduced as the ultimate swinger and true U.S. champion, six. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Considering they stole the belt. Yeah, and that's the whole story here. Six comes out wearing the belt, uh, and it is, uh, you know, I guess, like, he had the world tag team titles in WWE, probably. Yeah. And, uh, but, like, yeah, so. Also, he was a European European champ. champion. That, and that European belt was always weird looking, though. <laughs> Um, it looks like a pair of butt cheeks. Yeah. Uh, so Eddie is the actual champ. Six stole the belt. Uh, the hook that they put it on is not like a meat hook. <laughs> like it, it, it just looks like like something you grab a block of ice with or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, the WWE's kind of figured this out a little bit more, but yeah. you know, it's like that could have easily fallen off maybe if it oh, got brushed. We, now we really need to watch the like. Uh, fuck! What is it? There's a. There is a. Um, there's a, a TNA match, yeah. But they hang something above. They hang a clipboard. Oh yeah, and above, it falls. No, no, they hang a clipboard above the ring, and the document falls that, oh. that's on the clipboard. But they're like, no, you still gotta get the clipboard. <laughs> nice. <And> so they, <laughs> they have a match over a clipboard. Um. Now, if you are, uh, what is weird about this ladder match mm-hmm. is, and I when I was watching this, I was like. Okay, so they come out and they have the ladder on the stage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's like every ladder. There's a ladder on stage, you know? Like, cause mm-hmm. that gave us the classic moment of Razor Ramon, like walking under the ladder or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's the only ladder. Oh, no. Is there's one ladder oh, on the no. stage. So at some point in the match, they have to, like, go up the ramp and get the ladder and bring it down. <laughs> Just, I, the idea of one ladder terrifies me because they break not yeah, I that know. uncommonly. I, I know, and I'm just like, what happens if this ladder breaks? Or, like, it's so weird because now there's just, like, ladders everywhere. Yeah, there's, right? like, yeah. 12 yeah. every match. Uh, there is a person in the crowd that kind of audibly sell, says, uh, hey, six, you're an F word at some point. Oh, here. boy. Yeah, so if you want to hear yeah, that, it's that's not a, that F word. It's that It's F the word. gay F word. Yeah, like, uh... uh they the match ends great match. This is like so much faster pace, uh, and I forgot like how Six did his really crisp sort of like karate moves in the Listen, ring. Listen, I I hate his character. Yeah, because he was very it was very cringy and bland. Yeah, he can fucking go. Oh yeah, and like Eddie's like jumping all over the pl- like, and these guys are working really well together. Which I'm gonna assume that they probably wrestled together in Japan. Oh yeah yeah yeah, like, uh, more than likely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the match ends, and this is where we kind of have a little bit of a botch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both grab the belt, mm-hmm. which is that's what was supposed to happen. But it seems like uh, 
and then Eddie wins the struggle over it and hits him in the head with it to knock him off the top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. So he takes a high bump from that, which is great. Mm-hmm. But in the process, Eddie drops the belt. Uh... And so it's just sort of laying down there on six. And you're for a moment, you're like, Oh, did six just win because he's got? If that was how it was supposed to be, yeah, that, that would have been amazing. That would have been more like the ending of uh, what was the Shane the Shane versus Miz match this past year where they did oh, the yeah, big yeah. bump. And, they did the big bump. Well, I mean, yeah, that or the the three stages of hell match. Yeah. with with Austin and uh, Triple H, where Triple H hits Austin with the sledgehammer as he hits Triple H with like a chair. Yeah. And then, like, Austin falls first, and then Triple H falls onto Austin. Yeah. Like, so, that would have been maybe better. Maybe they should have called that on the fly. But instead, Eddie, like, immediately jumps down off the ladder mm-hmm. and grabs the belt. And they and Nick, Pat, Nick Patrick looks so forlorn. But he's kind of off the hook here because what could he do, right? Yeah. It's, it's like a... It's, it's a ladder match. It's a ladder match. So, uh, the Miss NWO final uh, takes place... Uh, Eddie does the same kiss my ass thing that DDP did. Seems very popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to bring us now after the Miss NWO final, which takes up way too much time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Miss NWO final, I think is a segment that probably takes 10 minutes itself, which is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the final match is uh, Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. versus the giant oh. in a 10 minute and 52 second negative 1.5 star match yeah. yeah now all the way now the giant does get a little bit more in his intro just because hulk hogan talks over it the whole time mm-hmm. and he's doing like that weird stuff from the vignettes and he's like mm-hmm. i'm gonna get you brother you're a sucker and all this stuff like hogan was really into saying the word sucker at yeah. this time like um mm-hmm. and really guys this match Oh boy, it's it's not good. Well, yeah. There's there's kind of a weird moment where Hulk Hogan goes for an inside cradle on the giant and can't yeah. pull it off, which was I think planned because he's so big or whatever, but it just looks so weird. Mm-hmm. And the idea of Hogan doing an inside cradle, yeah. you know. Um, but and what should be and and why and credit where credit is due, but I thought the same thing mm-hmm. uh, when I watched this. Um, what should have been a big moment in, in the wrestling with regret review said this as well is Hogan does the big boot giant. No sells it. Mm-hmm. Right. He then gets the giant down and does the leg drop mm-hmm. and effectively the giant undertakers it yeah. like he gets right up mm-hmm. and that should have been a big moment. Cause that's a protected finisher. Yeah. But it's just like something that happens here. Yeah. It, they don't sell it. It's not like, Hogan doesn't react like, oh, my God, and or Nick Patrick doesn't react like, oh, my God, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, it, this match, it's not good. Mm-hmm. It ends with uh, the giant takes uh, gives Hogan a really bad choke slam. He does yeah. not get any height. Well, Hogan can't take a choke slam to save his goddamn life. Yeah, it's really, really bad. Uh, but like, then he botched that one with Undertaker. Remember that one? That's yeah. bad. Uh, but then the giant uh, gets down. He gets. He goes for the pin. Mm-hmm. Nick Patrick counts one, two, and then points that Hogan got his shoulders up. And the announce team's like, "Oh, he got his shoulders up. He got his." Sh-. He didn't get his shoulders up. So the giant then holds his shoulders down, mm-hmm. and Nick Patrick refuses to ca- or refuses to count again. Uh, and this time, his excuse is his arm is hurt. 
<laughs> and I'm just like, so this pisses off the giant. The giant attacks Nick Patrick. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the job squad of the NWO rolls down. Buff mm-hmm. Bagwell, Vincent, Big Bubba, Wall Street. They're all in the ring. They all get choke slams. Mm-hmm. Then the big guys show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they then hit the giant with a guitar. Nick, uh, Eric Bischoff gives Hogan a guitar. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he has a guitar. And of he course, stole it from like all wrestling guitars. No, this is like painted NWO. And like all wrestling guitars, it's full of powder for yep. some reason. Um, and then as the giant is laying there and this just ends in a TKO, mm-hmm. uh, as the giant is laying there, they rip his like singlet, mm-hmm. but like rip it too much oh. and like expose like half his ass. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, I don't think they're supposed to do that. And then they get down and paint paint NWO for life on him. Hogan holds up the belt, gloating about their victory. And we go to black. Mm. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Not with Hogan. That that has been the review of uh, NWO sold out 1997. Yeah. Now, Ethan did not have the pleasure or displeasure of watching this. Uh, But I will say this. Uh. Don't watch this. Well, <laughs> well, I'm going to say don't watch this, but go watch segments of it. You cannot believe how bad the Miss NWO segments are uh, unless you actually like see these cringeworthy segments. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you you really need to see like. Just like the enthusiasm on the guys on the host, oh, yeah. like he's just trying. He's, he's trying. He's so trying so hard. Why? Well, yeah. And he he just can't get anything out of these ladies. Um, and then I think it's worth it to look at a little bit of um Nick Patrick's work. Yeah, because he true. he is the star of this. Like, mm. like hands down, if anyone is a star of this. It is Nick Patrick throughout the night doing so much work here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for that reason alone, go check out his work. I would say his best work mm-hmm. uh, in it. Um, he's really good in the uh, Jeff Jarrett versus VK uh, uh, Michael Wall Street match. Okay, because he's got some of the best. That's where he got. He pushes him out of the way. Yeah, he yeah. drags him over. He does the chicken shit count. Mm. Um, you know. So, other than that, there's really not much to do here. So, Ethan. I know you're running on fumes. Yeah. Uh, Why you got the plug in February-ish? February 21st, I will be in Wichita. Wichita. Doing the comedy. And that's all I have booked currently. Yeah, and you can see him around town and things like that. Uh, Talk Show Incorporated. Yeah. And all that. You can catch me on my other podcast, Getting Greasy. Uh, you can also catch me on another podcast called Digital Intercourse, because I'm having to fill in for that. Yeah. For Landry Miller, who is too busy to give us the time of a day. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We love you, Landry. We don't. Fuck you. Uh, no, I'm kidding. We love you. No, we don't. No, no. Oh, no, he's in a I'm, I'm in a loop. He's I'm in a, loop. A, I'm in a Landry loop. No, it's the worst loop to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, I think uh, we said we're going to do something you wanted to do. Eddie Guerrero? Eddie Guerrero. What part of Eddie Guerrero? Well, his career. We're going to do kind of like a career retrospective. I can condense it. Okay. So we can keep it in an hour and a half chunk. Okay. 
they were able to do a documentary on him in that amount of time. Okay. So I can I can do it. All right, we're gonna do Eddie Edward. The Mexican jumping bean Guerrero. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the first, like, seven years of his career, I don't know too much about. Yeah. Well, we're going to do Eddie Guerrero for this next one coming up. In a few weeks, we're going to have probably my brother on. We'll do the racing angles from pro wrestling. We'll get to talk about the Saddlers oh, and yeah. Sparky Plug and Kyle Petty's old NWO Terman, car. Oh, Terman Sparky Yeah, Kyle Petty's NWO car mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, so, yeah. and monster trucks that they had and everything. Monster so. Trucks. Well, thank you guys for listening. Until next time, I'm Devo, and that is Ethan Sandoval. Yeah, Take it buddy. easy, guys. Take care of yourselves. Self-high-five.